Are we ready to begin? Good morning! My name is Misty. Come on, Ike, it's time. We would be honored if you would join us. The greatest adventure of all time. Yeah. We just become best friends. Yep. Come on, let's get in the character. Hello, all you Mikeys out there. Good morning, Isaac. Good morning to you as well, Misty. How are you this fine Monday morning? I'm great. I'm going to act like I haven't seen you since yesterday's very first warm-up episode on a Sunday. And I appreciate the fact that you slept in your uniform for today's episode. I did. Did you sleep in the sunglasses too? Uh, The sunglasses are for the theme of today. Oh. Which is? Hawaiian shirt! It's the history of Hawaiian shirts, Misty and Ike style. Yep. Oh, we should show them our. So, show them our uh, stuff. yeah. If you've sp- if you've seen if you've seen my Instagram, you've seen me barbecuing in this shirt before. It's true. Out on the beach. I have seen. I have actually taken a video of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Misty looks like um, she's gonna murder a couple thousand people with her uh, Uzi. Maybe. Maybe. I do look very like West Coast Godfather stuff. If you think you know the history of Hawaiian shirts, pause right now and leave us a comment. Tell us what you think it is and then leave us another comment at the end to see if you're right. We're going to learn on the fly. I don't know anything about Hawaiian shirts. You know what? I never realized how comfortable these things are. Oh, yeah. Now I understand why people wear them. Mm -hmm. Like this is so comfortable. They're very light. It doesn't even feel like I'm wearing a shirt. Oh, I'm glad you are. Um, Me too. I don't want to see your boobies. I don't either. (laughs) It's... Feels like it's not. Yeah, it's. I am. I'm into this. Now I feel like I need to add to this collection. Let's tell them about what we think the history is. I'm gonna go ahead okay. and assume that Hawaiian shirts were made in Hawaii. I'm gonna assume the same. Okay. I'm also gonna assume that they were made out of something so lightweight because of how warm it gets in Hawaii. Yep. So that people would have something to wear all the time, um, and be comfortable, and. I am going to assume, when do you think that they started being a thing, like being made? Well, I have it here. No. So, oh, so you already know. I kind of I glanced. Oh, they started in the 20s. Okay, that's actually earlier than what I thought. What did you think? I thought maybe around the 40s and 50s. Okay. I think that's when they got like super popular when, you know. People were getting stationed right. in Pearl Harbor. That's what I was. That's exactly why I thought it. I thought you know Pearl Harbor and um, you know the mixing of a lot of different cultures during that time in Hawaii, and you know people being stationed there and then taking this gear back after realizing how awesomely comfortable it is. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's learn well, about it. Tell me about it. Check if this you out. have like wind and stuff, I bet you got more. Uh, this is on mentalfloss.com. Historians agree that the first bona fide Hawaiian shirts emerged in the 1920s, though we don't know who originally came up with the concept. Some founding fathers deserve shout outs. In the 20s, University of Hawaii student Gordon Young worked with his mother's dressmaker to develop a pre-aloha shirt. I just read that they're actually called aloha shirts, not Hawaiian shirts. Interesting. I wonder, is it being culturally insensitive to call them Hawaiian shirts? Now we're just going to call them aloha shirts now that we've learned. What's pre-aloha? Let's find out. A shirt you put on before you say hello to someone? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, For fabric, they chose Japanese yukata cloth, which is usually uh, used to used in light robe construction. So kimonos. Yeah, pretty much. It it turned from a kimono mm-hmm. into, into a, a shirt. shirt. That makes sense. Yours that is more kimono-y than yeah. mine. Yeah. 
total sense. Patterns include bamboo and geometric shapes over white backgrounds. Oh, so mine's technically not on a pre-aloha shirt because it's not white. I have another one. <clears throat> Pattern. Soon enough, his classmates started rocking similar tops. Young World. Young would well, later attend the University of Washington where this revolutionary fashion statement turned plenty of heads. Huh. They give shout outs to a couple other people. I'm vi- like, this is very intriguing to me because that's not the route that I would have thought that it took. So basically a student from the University of Hawaii came to here instead of our people being stationed there and then bringing it back here. He mm-hmm. just went ahead and brought it to the mainland. He did, in conjunction with huh. a Chinese Hawaiian businessman, Ellery Chun. Well, hello, Ellery. What yeah. a very like classy name, Ellery. Yeah. He went to Yale uh, and got a degree in economics, and then he returned to his family's dry goods store in Honolulu in 1931. With the Great Depression in full swing, Chun's establishment, like thousands of others, looked destined for collapse. Then in 1936, five years later, a light bulb went off as he told the Honolulu Star Bulletin many decades later, I got the idea to promote a local style of shirt. Like Young, he chose Yakuda cloth, and Chun's sister, Ethel, created tropical designs. Wow. They placed him in the front window of the store and said, Aloha shirts. Being business savvy, he copyrighted the term. That's where the, all the big money is. Anybody else who wanted oh. to make it couldn't call it mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. They were a novelty item at first, says Chun, but I could see that they were they had great potential, and he wasn't wrong. Did you, okay, so I think this is very interesting. By 1940, Aloha shirts were bringing in more than $11 million annually. Whoa. By 1940. Yeah, that's a lot of money in 1940. Yeah. So in 20 years, you know. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Um, so when I was a little kid also, my mom is a huge Elvis fan. And one of, like, my first memory of, like, knowing about Hawaiian shirts, mm-hmm. she used to make me watch this Elvis movie called Blue Hawaii. Oh. Do you want to flip it on my screen? Yeah. So that I can introduce... So here's Elvis, hey, the Elvis. man. Hubba hubba. And here are two things that just majestically go together. Okay. The Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, and the... The lei. Yeah. And a ukulele. Oh, nice. Like, that's just the, the Hawaiian look that right there. That is the Hawaiian look. Yeah, blue Hawaii. I'm sure Elvis was part of the reason why Hawaiian shirts just blew it out of the water oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, who was cooler than Elvis? Well, no one. Alfred she- Shaheen was cooler than Elvis 20 years earlier. Do you have a picture of Alfred Shaheen? I don't, but uh, he was in, I think he was the one that mass produced it. So oh. uh, on the front lines of mass production, Alfred Shaheen, a World War II veteran who'd set up his own clothing business, Shaheen's of Honolulu in 1948, Aloha's were his big specialty. And as sales boomed, he hired a team of local artists to design Lively motifs that included Japanese, Chinese, and Hawaiian imagery. By 1959, Shaheen had 400 employees and netted over $4 million in annual profits, making him the new state's foremost Aloha shirt manufacturer. Factual were. For sure, sure, for sure. Easy for me to say. <laughs> um, so I think this is kind of cool. Um, one of the reasons that they became super popular is because Hawaiian Aloha shirts we're being endorsed by celebrities. <laughs> right. I'm getting that myself. Yeah. So um, you've been to Duke's in Malibu, the restaurant. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. So Duke was a surfing pioneer and an Olympic swimming champion. Mm-hmm. He was one of the celebrity endorsers of the Aloha shirt, as well as singer Bing Crosby. Yeah. They lent their names to particular band, brands. Um, and so that had a big effect mentally because... 
people would see these guys, you know, it was during the depression and these guys seem to be like unscathed and still like calm and cool about everything. Mm. And so you wanted to look like somebody who had made it through the depression unharmed. Yeah. And you also at that point didn't need to worry anymore about looking masculine. Like it was okay to be a little bit more flamboyant and try to like find things that were happy looking okay. because everything was so dark. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting. I got a couple other celebrities. Tell me. Montgomery Clift. Oh man. I have what no idea who that is. Sexy man. Really? Oh, okay. just one of those, you know, like you always see the black and white photos of him and you're like, mm. wow, you're so like, dignified looking. I'm going to look up a picture of him look, in a second. Yeah. But him and Frank Sinatra famously done Aloha's in the 1953 film From Here to Eternity. Yeah. Bob Hope. Uh, the king of cool. The king, the, the king of the valley. Former owner of the entire valley. <laughs> yeah. He sported several throughout his The Road film series. Mm. And then you already covered Elvis. That's the third yep. one in this Blue Hawaii thing. Yep. Um, several presidents have donned Hawaiian shirts. Do tell. Uh, Harry Truman, Richard Nixon. Um, oh, however, oh. <laughs> check this out. Hawaii native Barack Obama drew a line in the sand and publicly declined to sport an Aloha shirt mm -hmm. in the 2011 Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Easy for me to say. APEC held in Honolulu. Traditionally, world leaders are expected to pose for a group photo while wearing some article of clothing that represented the host nation. This time, however, America's commander-in-chief made compliance optional. Yeah. It was just like, eh, I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, uh, that man looked good in a suit, though. I'll tell oh, he sure did. So I found your photo of Montgomery Clift. Oh, cool. And right there, there's Frank Sinatra at Montgomery Clift wearing their Hawaiian shirts. Who's the guy in the middle? Uh, Sinatra and Cliff clad in their Hawaiian shirts flanked by From Here to Eternity novelist James Jones. Oh, that's always nice to pose with the writer. Yeah, right? Yeah. So if you're just listening, guys, um, obviously that's a picture that we've got up on the screen. Yeah. Right there. Check it out on video sometime. Here is Montgomery Clift himself oh he's got a jawline on like i said yeah. just a very like very dignified eloquent looking man yeah. i mean you got to be handsome to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with handsome. the boss yeah handsome not, man the not the boss who's the, who's the what old oh, blue eyes i was like the, who's the boss <laughs> what, what's the boss what are you talking about there's a punchline to that aloha fridays a, what there's we, yeah it's what if, check this out, Aloha Fridays. If your workplace relaxes its dress code once a week, go ahead and thank tropical garb devotees. Hawaii can get unrelentingly humid, which isn't the best environment for dark, heavy business suits. The 60s saw Honolulu's fashion industry launch Operation Liberation. Oh, like Mad Mad Men. Yeah. They all wore. <laughs> yeah. A campaign designed to promote the wearing of lighter, more all informal right. duds around Hawaiian offices. That, that makes complete yeah. sense. And they brought it like that became a thing yeah. aloha shirts were the movement centerpiece proponents even gave two free ones to every single member <laughs> of the state senate and house of representatives their efforts paid off and over the summer of 66 government employees were encouraged to wear hawaii shirts on fridays i love that now that's, we call it casual friday that's the first time it was referred to as hawaii shirts in this article other than aloha, aloha shirts. shirts yeah <clears throat> once that 
Custom dubbed Aloha Fridays reached America's lower 48. It adopted a new name. Today we call it Casual, Casual Friday. Friday. That was a good double. That was. Yeah, not like bad. That. Good job. Um, I found something out. Okay. Should I go so, to your screen? No, you don't have to. Okay. So you know how I said that I thought that they like came about in like the 40s where, you know, our servicemen would like wear them and bring them back here. Yeah. Um, so actually, this is kind of cool. Because of everything going on in the 40s and the Japanese attacking Pearl Harbor. So all the Hawaiian shirts, you know, used to be things um, that had like cherry blossoms and shrines and bamboo and things like that. Well, because of the war, those prints temporarily fell out of fashion. Oh. And that's when they started, because they started as kimonos, only shorter, that's when Hawaiians supplemented the designs that highlighted their culture. Okay. And then service members returning to the mainland from the Pacific made Aloha shirts popular. And they brought back the ones that were true Hawaiian. Okay. And not the originals. So that it kind of did work out a little bit like how in my head I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, in, in my time frame, whereas obviously your time frame started earlier than that yeah so yeah that's kind of cool check this out if you're watching <laughs> along uh in this yellow square here if mm. we both got this shirt it would, would disappear <gasps> on the back of our we set here totes would That'll and that be would cool. be it, awesome it was a picture of a palm frond hawaiian shirt palm if you're just listening fronds. hello fronds um <laughs> did we cover all of the history of aloha shirts already well i want to know if there's like one person who's no, like the guy that's known for making you know like you know the armani of hawaiian shirts the okay you know mark jacobs of hawaiian shirts like is there one tommy fashion bahama. designer i think oh, tommy tommy bahama, bahama for the right. older crowd right uh, but what's a what's a like a sitcom character or a movie star that you always think of when you think of hawaiian shirts i got one I mean, I like I said, I think of Elvis. I think of Tom Selleck in Hawaii. Oh no, in Magnum PI. You said Hawaii Five O. He's Magnum PI. You're totally right. I'm sorry, but I do also think of the Hawaii Five O guys. That's true too. And have you watched any of the new Magnum PI? I have not. It's actually pretty great. Okay, I was surprised because Tom Selleck hit like that's a high bar. Yeah. Jay Hernandez does a pretty good job, but the one that I really like is Zach Knighton, okay. who is his like sidekick, and it's it's pretty good. I'm pretty into it. You know what other TV program had some sweet Hawaiian shirts in it? Tell me. Baywatch. <gasps> Your favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite. Who wore the best Hawaiian shirts in Baywatch? I can't, now that I'm thinking about it specifically, <laughs> it's usually the guest star that would show up, or the, the villain. Well, yeah, because you're, you know, yeah. you just think, The yeah. main six were not wearing shirts. That's true. Unless That's it was not what they an were on evening the with for. David Hasselhoff. Yeah. So oh, an evening with David. Nick, put in the comments. Tell us who your favorite Hawaiian shirt wearing uh, celebrity or t TV favorite is. I look up famous Hawaiian shirt designers, and in the images, the thing that pops up is Tom Selleck yeah. and Elvis, the two that we named. Yeah. The designer that they wore, his name was Rain Spooner. Rain Spooner. He's made Hawaiian shirts since 1956, and he made the Hawaiian shirts that Elvis. And Tom Selleck are wearing. We're currently rocking a couple of rain spooners ourselves. This is all Saints. Actually, yeah, this is um, Billabong. Billabong. Yeah. Does it say? I that? love that the two that we picked out are the two that pop up. 
Yeah. It's like some well, synchronicity I, going I picked, on there. Um, Tom Selleck because he was right here. It's like all oh, these shirts uh, available and then just Tom and then Selleck. And Tom Selleck. As it should be. Yeah. Well, now we know the history of Hawaiian shirts. We sure do. I love this show. Yeah. We learn so much weird fun it's stuff. It's funny because in like three weeks, people are going to be picked, texting us pictures of Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. That have our faces on them. Yeah. Yeah. We get weird texts. Since we pre-record these guys, we get weird texts the day it comes out. <laughs> and we're and like, what? Like, You're so wrong about this thing that you said today. And I'm like, what? When did I say what? that? What are you talking like, about? What are you mad about? And they're like, <laughs> I, I heard you say that cats are better than dogs. Or blah, 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 better than this. Dude, are that you? was a polarizing oh, episode. Oh, my phone is still going Mine off. is too. And my wow. cat-owning friends, we, I don't think they like me anymore. Yeah, you don't have any cat-owning friends I, anymore. Not anymore. They're not your friends They were anymore. like, mm. So, you hate my cat. Cool. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Martha Stewart versus James Hetfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. All right, we got to prepare for that, guys. Yeah. So, we got to go. But thanks for watching, and thank you for listening. And we will sit, since it is not another day of the week. Since it's Monday, we'll see you tomorrow. There, what's your <laughs>